welcome to Geek Exploration, the podcast where we're beyond love and beyond death. I'm Ben Robinson. And my name is John. For Zardoz, I am an exterminator. So put on your thigh-high boots, your double bandoliers, and your cute little red undies. We're talking Zardoz! Zardoz! Hey, how's it going, Ben? Ah, it's going great. It's just a peachy day. It is beautiful right now. We're in California where we finally ditched the uh, the summer weather. Stupid sun. Yeah, now it is freezing and raining and a little bit of snow. Yeah, yeah, I'm stoked about it. It's uh, It feels like fall slash winter has finally hit. Yeah, it feels like the season it actually is. Yeah. Uh, there was some thunder and lightning earlier. It's like, I'm... I'm I'm itching for a good storm, just a good windy, nasty storm. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't hit tomorrow, because I've got a video shoot for work, and I've got to haul a bunch of equipment, and I don't want to do that in the rain. <laughs> but I think Sacramento is supposed to be clear tomorrow. Um, so here we are, in the wake of uh, the legend Sean Connery's death. I don't know, I, I, I think you were you were describing it earlier a lot better about about our current situation and energy and preparedness. Yeah, so it's been a it's been a weird couple of weeks with us launching the Kickstarter. Uh, go back, uh, Space Oddities number one on Kickstarter, mm-hmm. and all the brain melting amount of work that that took. Uh, we were both feeling a little burned out, but uh, we'll be glog damned if we're not going to come on here and record a podcast. Yeah, and so yeah, we were you know like okay, well, what are we going to do? Because we're not super prepared, and we both got a lot of stuff to do, and we're both exhausted. And uh, so we decided uh, to just watch a movie and talk about it. Yeah, it had been a while since we'd done a movie because we we had a long string where we did a lot of movies. So we purposely stepped away from that for a while. And, um, you know, with Sean Connery dying, you know, there, there, there are a few options. James Bond is way too big. We, we really have to plan that one out. And, um, and it would do a disservice if we just, you know chatted about sean connery james bond yeah crap to james bond episode out that that does not lessen our preparation burden there's a lot of james bond movies yeah and his career was was vast so you know we could have gone through his career and just touched on you know a bunch of different stuff but i don't know that 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 would have been kind of a haphazard episode and i've i've never seen hunt for red october really yeah that's a a good fucking movie well maybe i should yeah Um, definitely should you know, there's Untouchables, there's the Highlander series, but Highlander deserves its own episode for sure. Yeah. So, you know, decided to talk about the movie that I'm that we're sure Sean Connery would have wanted to be remembered for <laughs> his, uh, <laughs> his, his, you know, the key performance of his life, Zardoz, which yeah. neither of us have seen. It's true. <laughs> um, this trailer came into my life. Oh, I guess uh, we were talking earlier about how we were going to sort of mix it up a little bit since we don't have any experience or real research you know we we chose not to do research on this so we could uh you know just give our real first impressions of the movie once we see it so we're going to do a little bit of the structure up top you know we're switching shit all around for this episode yeah it's going to be wacky and then you can let us know uh, by sending us a note on uh, email at geeksplorationpodcast.com uh let us know what you think maybe we do need to mix things up on the regular yeah, or leave us a voicemail at 916-ORC-TURD yeah. telling us how awful this episode was. <laughs> we will play it on the air. Yes, I want to play something <laughs> negative so bad, and I've said that before, and nobody will do it. We we just need to stop being so great. We just need to do that episode on Adolf Hitler we've always been talking about. That'll uh, rouse some feathers, right? <laughs> oh, shit. So, first impressions of this, this movie Zardoz that we have not watched yet. Um, I remember about a decade ago, we were hanging out with our buddy and uh, two-time guest on the show, Kyle Smith, and he's he was just like, hey, have you guys seen this this trailer? Have you guys heard of Zardoz? And we're like, what the fuck is that? He's like, it's a Sean Connery movie, and it's really weird. Started watching the trailer, and that shit, like, it it makes me feel like I'm on drugs. Oh, watching it, it is weird as hell. It is super 70s. Like, someone was going, for, they were swinging for the fences on this one, uh, I guess. Very shortly, we'll know if they uh, if they hit a home run or not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the The imagery is bizarre and kind of creepy and really artsy fartsy, and a lot of mirrors and like uh, like projected overlays of people and, and underpants. Yeah, Sean Connery with his with his double bandoliers and his red undies and his thigh high boots and <laughs> that glorious braid. 
Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I'm not really sure what to expect. Like the first, my first impression of it, Kyle probably showed it to me back then, but it completely um, left my brain. So my the first impression that I have any memory of it is last week when you mentioned it on uh, on the debrief, and I after the after that I watched the trailer and was like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? It is bonkers. Which is why when we were talking about what to do for an episode, I was like, can we do Zardoz? Because I want to see that movie anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it is a, a three minute long trailer of uh, nonsense or at least confusion. Like, I'm not sure what is going on in it. Like, so it opens with like the the big head. Yeah, a giant stone head. With like really intense eyeballs. Yeah, those are definitely lit. Yeah, and Sean Connery's like climbing around in its mouth and it fucking... It, it, well, it spat out guns yeah, shoot, at a bunch of people. Yeah, it says, guns are good. Go forth and kill. And there's like another dude that picks up a gun that's got like a mask of the Zardoz yeah. head. I'm assuming it's Zardoz's head. Yeah, it looked like it. It had the, it had the beard. And, oh, wait, should we should we say up top? Or, or I mean, almost up top, like go watch the trailer and you'll know what we're talking about. So this doesn't get spoiled for you. Oh, yeah, you should. If you haven't seen this trailer, you should totally watch it. It's, you know, I don't know if the movie's worth an hour and a half of your life, but the trailer's totally worth three minutes. Yeah, 100%. But, uh. Yeah, and so this thing spits out guns, and uh, I'm assuming the big head is Zardoz. I don't know who Zardoz is or yeah. what Zardoz is. Yeah, but I would imagine. That seems where things are pointing. And then Sean Connery's like climbing around in its mouth. It's like a cave or some shit. And then, well, it says something that that makes it seem like like there's a portal inside the head where where they can go to somewhere to go kill people for Zardoz. Yeah, well, and they're like questioning as to like why he how he got there. Yeah. You know, like he says that he's an exterminator for Zardoz. Um, and like one of the taglines in the film is like in a world of eternal life, he brought death. Yeah. And then it's like he created God, then recreated man. You're like, what the You're fuck like, what is the going fuck? on yeah. here? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's weird because it's like they've all they got a lot of shots where it's like all like weird mirrors and prisms. And it like it looks kind of futuristic, like almost sci fi. But then, like, they're riding around uh, the hills on horses and capturing people with nets. And using, like, fairly, like, modern-time rifles for the time. Like, they look like regular rifles. So I'm not really sure what the hell, like, time period. Like, I admit maybe it's an alternate dimension where they, it's like a medieval-level, technology-level dimension where... Zardoz portal spits guns at them. Yeah, it's so weird because the <laughs> the people's clothing like it looks like it looks like space medieval. You know, like like the colors are bright and the designs are just a little bit different than like normal medieval conventions. Yeah. So it, I don't know. I've I've got my theories, but but you know, like like um like I was telling you earlier when when I showed the trailer to Angelina and she like she's like, "Oh, okay, I have some theories about it." She's usually right with these things. Like when we're watching an episode of Twilight Zone and she just calls something out. And then I'm like, fuck, now it's just stuck in my head and I can't think of anything else now. And then it's right. And then it's it's kind of spoiled, even though it was a it was an unintentional spoiler. It's like, oh, so I didn't want to hear any of her theories because I want to go in fairly fresh with my own ideas. Yeah, well, I I don't things don't get spoiled for me for stuff like that. So if you want to, like, put your theories on the record to see if they're true, now's the time. Well, okay. Well, well, it, it's it's not any not any big theories, but it, but it seems like it seem I I feel like the world we're going to be in is going to be a post collapse of okay. of Earth society world where where it's like modern technology and society has failed and died, and this is like the next version of it. And these are these are basically their religious deities. And, um, I don't know. Yeah. They found some like Clint Eastwood DVDs, like the old man with no name trilogy. And they're like, all right, killing people seems cool. That's what we're going to do. Yeah. We've got a pistol. Let's point it at something and shoot it. What was his name? I don't know. They never said it. We'll just call him Zardoz. Yeah. And (laughs) we spoke on the debrief about, about, uh, Zardoz being a portmanteau of, I mean, quite a clumsy wizard of Oz. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I, I still do. I've been trying this whole week. The few times that I've seen the trailer to find some sort of thing that, that applies to wizard of Oz. And I have no idea unless like, I mean, like he's got red, so maybe his undies are, are Ruby undies. Yeah. And he can tap his butt cheeks together three times and go home. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, Zardoz would be the wizard, I guess the big head. Oh, I, didn't, I hadn't yeah. even thought about that before. There's, 
that oh, um and like Dorothy could be the witch exterminator in the uh in the old Wizard of Oz movies, so maybe he's going to kill witches. Maybe? I I don't know. Like that's the only thing I read about this thing outside of the trailer just cuz I googled it real quick and it popped up like what is Zardoz? And I clicked on that and it said Zardoz is a portmanteau of Wizard of Oz. So that's all I got on it. Yeah. I didn't read into anything, any reason why, because I didn't want to know. Yeah, for the people who who appreciate how well-researched we are, this is intentional this time that we did not do any research because we we didn't want to know. I don't want any explanations. I don't want any behind-the-scenes before I see that. I'm, I'm going to look into it, and maybe we'll follow up on the, uh, on the off-topic debrief um, next week. What I came away from the trailer more than anything was questions. <laughs> like, which, I mean, maybe it's a good trailer then. Because you look at it and you're like, what the fuck was that? What is going on? Why would that happen? Yeah. Uh, and so, like, it kind of left me wanting to know more. So, I guess, good trailer. Because from that era, honestly, trailers fucking sucked. Yeah, they were weird. Like, if you go back and you watch trailers from the, you know, 70s and early 80s, they're almost universally bad. Yeah, they're 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 cut bad the sound is awful and there's usually a voiceover sort of yeah. setting up the story you know saying about the same thing that they do in every movie and the same i mean like it was that the, the trope of the movie trailer voice guy in a world where blah 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 yeah yeah and and it's not like modern trailers that just give away everything like this trailer gave away nothing except costuming yeah i mean and if it did give away anything it's a it, like if this gave away the movie the movie makes no fucking sense, <laughs> which is very possible. <laughs> you know what's weird is some, something I hadn't thought of until I was talking about witch killing is that in the trailer, there's no men except for the exterminators. Everyone else is a woman. Oh, well, I'm fairly certain. Like, so you think all the dudes at the beginning that grab the guns are exterminated? I mean, they're all going to guns to go kill people. Yeah, and they're all, they're all they're they're praying to the to the giant head, and they're all wearing the same stuff. But yeah, then like the lady that wants to know who he is, and the the there's like one or two the other lady ladies that in the inflicts the random psychic damage on him while he's pointing a gun. I don't know <laughs> if those two are like the same <laughs> scene or not. <laughs> like he's pointing a gun, and then it cuts to like a, a semi translucent woman, and then he like holds his head and screams. Like she's, you know, boiling his brain or something. Well, and it felt like, like this last time watching it, it felt like, like there was more light on him by the time it cut back to him and, and he, and he was screaming and covering his eyes. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's any other, any other dudes. And then there's definitely the implication of him throwing a net on a lady and, and raping her. I didn't get the rapiness, but I definitely saw the uh, him throw a net on a lady. Yeah, I I can't remember what the line was. I, I only noticed it this last time, but he's like, and I took her for Zardoz. And then you can hear some like, ah, ah. <laughs> yeah, like there, there was definitely some 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 rapey overtones that are undertones, I guess. <laughs> well, I mean, Zardoz doesn't seem to be a uh, benevolent god. No. <laughs> no. Exterminate the men and rape the women, I guess. Yikes. That that's uh at least this is a movie, so it's it's uh not so bad on Sean Connery. Like like slapping women. That piece of shit. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just throw a net on him instead. Yeah. Next time you're in a heated argument with your wife and she won't back down, just throw a net on her. Yeah. You're not slapping her, <laughs> but do not rape her. No. Yeah. Did, did leave that off the table, please. <laughs> Slapping and raping, bad. Nets, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Is that our next t-shirt? I should, I should get a net. <laughs> just have a net handy to throw on people. Yeah. I mean, your wife is pretty reasonable, so at least you wouldn't have to use it on her. She'd be mad, but I could get away before she got out of the net. So, yeah. like, it gives you time to escape. <laughs> yeah, I guess that that is the whole, you know, his whole thing was, was if they just won't give up and won't let you walk away from it, <laughs> all right, this is how I'm going to walk away. It's, it's uh, non-damaging physically or psychologically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On that note, uh, we've got some snacks, we've got some, uh, some drinks, and... Uh, it's your birthday, so let's let's go uh, celebrate with Zardoz. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you want to pause the show, go watch the movie. Uh, you'll have a you'll probably have a much better idea of what we're talking about when we come back because uh, this one's going to be interesting. Yeah, Im imagine if the movie is just like a complete like logical A to B sensible story. 
and the trailer was just weird. Like this is just, it's a, it's a movie that makes absolute sense. It's a hero's journey. That might throw me even further, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, I guess let's go find out. Yeah. Hi, I'm Sunny Hepburn. And I'm Brandy Fleets. And we're from Book Book of Lies, Lies, the podcast, where we discuss liars, cheats, and thieves, scammers, and dirty, rotten scoundrels. You can tune in for new episodes every Tuesday to hear about another lowdown, dirty liar, and learn how to spot them. So that's Book of Lies podcast. You can connect with us on social media, Twitter at Book of Lies Pod, Facebook, and Instagram at Book of Lies Podcast. Bye! Hey, this is John and Ben with Geek Exploration the Podcast, and we have something new and exciting to share with you. We made a comic book! Now live on Kickstarter, Space Oddities number one. Space Oddities is an adventure comedy story about the crew of the Aftosa, Jorge McSanchez and Dirk. They are in the business of locating and procuring lost or misappropriated antiquities. While on a job, a young woman named Jet Paxton suddenly becomes an unsolicited crew member. Jet's quest to find her mother will point them towards a fabled artifact of immense power and all the danger that comes with it. Space Oddities is the beautiful, talented, and great-smelling love child of Indiana Jones and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So if you're into screwball space adventures with a little heart, visit SpaceOdditiesComic.com for the latest updates and to learn more. Space Oddities. It's good. I like it. We are recording. Hey, welcome back, Ben. Yeah, we're back. <laughs> Zardoz, eh? Yeah, how you feeling about this? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Um, I mean, it was not a good film. No. Uh, it gave me a few laughs. I don't think it was intending to give me laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> but there's definitely some uh, ridiculous parts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this movie was directed by John Borman, uh, as we found out, who also directed uh, Excalibur and Point Blank with Lee Marvin. And what was the other one I said? I don't know. Those are the only ones I recognized. Uh, let's see. Oh, Deliverance was the other oh, one. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's got he's got some some credits under him that... that of, like, normal movies that aren't fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, this, this movie was fucking weird. Um, and you said, like, the cinematographer was the dude that did Superman, right? Yeah, yeah, Jeffrey Unsworth. He he uh I think it was most notably, I mean, I recognized the name and I couldn't remember, so I looked it up and yeah, he did Superman the movie and Superman 2, but he also did 2001: A Space Odyssey. Oh shit. Yeah, like he's he's a name. Maybe he just, you know, got into acid and was like, "You know what? I want to make a movie where the ending makes you feel like you're on acid." Yeah, I mean, I I could say that for the most part, like it was it it was shot well. Yeah, I mean he he wasn't he wasn't making the uh the directing or editing decisions, but you know, when there were sweeping shots and things you needed to see, you could see them and uh Yeah, I think the raw footage was probably pretty good, but they did a lot of just weird overlays and 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 just odd effects that made things more confusing. Yeah. Which maybe was their goal? I don't know. It had to have been. Like none of this could have happened on accident. Like it it was it it ultimately did deliver on the trailer's promise of it being weird. Yes. But there was a narrative in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. More of one than I thought, made, uh, one that made more sense, at least through most of the movie, than I thought there was. Do we want to do like a plot rundown for folks that haven't seen it? Yeah. It'll be a bit spoilery because I think we're going to go over everything, but uh, it's from 1974. And uh, us telling you what happened will not make the experience any less. Yeah, or you can go watch it and then uh, let us know if if we did it an injustice. I don't know. Yeah. So the movie does open with the, uh, well, it opens with a floating head, but not the one I expected. Oh, yes. It's got like this dude with a Sharpie drawn on mustache and goatee giving some exposition about how he is Zardoz and he's orchestrated everything and yeah, like and Merlin was his uh was his hero or something like like he was talking about how this story was going to be a satire and it was a really weird introduction like he was speaking directly to the audience yeah yeah it totally put me on my heels when when that happened uh, <laughs> and his little fucking like literally drawn on mustache like they didn't even get him like a, a stage like glue on mustache like they drew on his face 
with a pen. Yeah, there was there was no there was no bones about it. They weren't trying to make it look real. It, it was a very bizarre decision. And then uh, and then it cuts to the floating head scene from the trailer where the head floats in and the guys run up and he, and he says guns are good. And then followed it up with a line that uh, I did not expect, which is penises are evil. Yeah, the penis is, is evil. evil. It spreads its seed. seed. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> You know, just basically it says, go out there and kill everybody because humans are a blight upon the land. Yeah. So um, I guess just hitting hitting it very broadly, um, Sean Connery is is a uh, is an ex. What, what was it again? An exterminator. Exterminator. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's like a follower of Zardoz in like the wastelands, apparently. Yeah. And his job has been to go around and kill people. Yeah. So he hides out in this giant head, goes to this weird uh kind of a, a commune a utopia kind of thing yeah yeah and people have weird mental powers and they apparently live forever and he's a beast to them and and some people want him uh, want him killed some people want him studied for scientific purposes I, I gotta say he was surprisingly compliant for a guy that was there like as a slave that they're openly talking about destroying him right in front of him. Yeah. And they, they did, they did, uh, drop a little line about how like he knows his life's at stake. So he's accepting this. Yeah. They kept him in the cage and we're trying to probe his memories to find out how he got there. And, um, yeah, they, and then there's basically just a big debate around whether or not they should destroy him or keep him for scientific purposes. And, and you slowly learn about the society, like they're, you know, they, they don't die, or if they do die, they get regrown back into full-grown people. And yeah, there's definitely no banging. Nope. Yep. There's no sex. They're very confused by boners. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. They're studying the uh, the the human erection and what makes it happen. Yeah, that's literally a scene in the movie. Um, <laughs> it's all super democratic. They all vote on everything, and for punishment, since you can't die, they just age you. So either so you stay the same age, unless you do something bad, then you get old. Yeah, and they send you to live in this in this weird house with lots of old people in tuxedos that are just like yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's like, like New Year's all, Eve all the time. Yeah, and they're suffering from dementia. <laughs> and then there's another group of people called the apathetics who just kind of stand there. And I guess it's a disease or something. He said, I don't know. <laughs> um, they make weird green bread. Yep, with yep. cool spacey ovens that they all smell first before they eat it. Yeah, and the, and then and then slowly <laughs> over time, they you know you find out that one of the main people May is trying to. It's like she's trying to break up the society, and she's more interested in in the procreation angle that's been outlawed. Um, and they're trying, and you know he's he's being referred to as the bringer of death. You know, yeah. like like people there do want to die, and and the society is to collapse. And then all mental visual hell breaks loose for about 40 minutes where it is a fucking bonkers acid trip. Like, like that, that was what we expected from the trailer up until then. It was just kind of a weird movie. Yeah. And, and the story was kind of interesting. It was like, okay, like these people, basically like there's these immortal people that uh, live in this little bubble that uh, has, you know, a, like a invisible barrier that sean connery presses his face up against yep just so you know it's real and uh and on the outside of that it's fucking post-apocalyptic wasteland right and so the they sent a dude out in a big floating head to kind of like con you know his job was to control the populace out there and so for a while he had them killing each other and then he had them they needed more food so he had them start growing wheat and uh and so for their green bread yeah and so that that part was kind of interesting and the kind of the post-death society aspects were kind of a little interesting. I mean, yeah, a there little, was a uh, story there. Yeah. And, uh, and then I guess Zed, Sean Connery's character, uh, reads some books, one of which was the wizard of Oz, Whoa! which is what that tie, tie in <laughs> was and realizes that, uh, this big floating head's a big fucking sham. And that's why he hid, hid out in it to go figure out what the truth was and get some revenge. Yeah. He wanted to find the man behind the giant head, like in wizard of Oz. Yeah. And he gets some allies in the commune, I guess, because they've got, uh, like the dude friend, I think was his name. Yeah. And may eventually, you know, and all of the old people want to die. Like, and they can't, like, it's just, it's not even possible for them to die. So, uh, the, all the folks that want to die are like, yeah, you should fuck this up. And they start helping him. And then some other people don't want to until they do randomly. Yeah. And uh, like people are switching sides. And then at, at the and then it gets to the end 
after he's destroyed like the crystal hive mind or whatever that keeps them alive. Yeah, because their the their powers and their their like whole mental uh, connectedness it stems from them having little crystals put in their foreheads, and then there's a giant crystal that controls everything. Yeah, and he and he enters it. Yeah, he goes inside of it and shoots it shoots randomly with a gun once and it's like you have destroyed me <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like trapped in the crystal until some until uh consuela yeah kisses him on the forehead where he wakes up and then uh he can reverse time now and he reverses time and they escape and then all of a sudden everybody wants to die yeah the the exterminators have then entered uh the the vortex they call it yeah and um and they're just like yeah kill me too and they just kill everyone and yeah and i guess the very end of the movie uh zed sean connery and uh consuela like uh, go back into the ruined husk of the head and uh get down get all freaky and she has a baby and then they sit on some rocks and it just fades like from time to time as the baby gets bigger and then they get older and then they turn into skeletons skeletons. (laughs) and then they're gone and then there's a gun hanging on the wall with a couple of handprints and the movie's fucking over and you're like what the fuck did i just watch (laughs) so i guess that's the plot summary that's about what happened yeah yeah um (laughs) man that movie was a bit of a mess yeah yeah it was kind of bonkers um so one thing I loved in the beginning is uh, something that you uh, you see from the trailer where Sean Connery turns to the screen and shoots it, you know, like right after the the giant stone Zardoz head spits out guns. And I couldn't help but but uh, smile at the parallel of James Bond shooting the uh, the screen at the beginning right after the cold open. So that that was fun. I yeah. wonder if if he thought about that in the moment. Yeah, because this was right after he finished his run as Bond, right? Yeah, um, he had done he had done his first uh, shit. What five flicks, and then uh, George Lazenby did Honor Majesty's Secret Service, and then they brought him back oh, for right. uh, for Diamonds Are Forever. And I want to say that uh, I mean, I guess I could look it up real quick. Um, I want to say that was early seventies, like seventy two or something. So it. Diamonds are forever. Okay, it was 1971. Okay, so, so this was fully after James Bond then. Yeah, yeah. He was, I mean, unless you're counting uh, Never Say Never Again, which happened in like the mid 80s or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and in this one, he wasn't sporting at least a, a rug on the front of his head. I, I don't know if he actually grew his hair out super long for this. But oh, yeah, because he had a big-ass ponytail. It was all braiding yeah, shit. Yeah, and a big-ass forehead. He, wouldn't, he, was, he wasn't allowing himself to do that in Bond. He was, he'd been wearing hair pieces for years, but he was embracing his, uh, his hairline. You did see a few flashes of Bond, but not many. He looked a lot different. Like he was very confused and angry, and and a and lot of stoic a lot of the time yeah, too. And there's not a lot of you didn't get that that caricature Bond smirk, but for a few times. Yeah, there was there was one time when he when he was laying in the hay, and, yeah. and she woke him up, and he he, and he grabs like, her hand. Yeah, and then he that the, he gives her that James Bond smirk, and you're like, yeah, there that, he is. That we're about to fuck look. Yep, they did not, at least not that. not yet. They did later, <laughs> but. You know, I guess touching on that, even even though it's jumping around, but I loved how that that same woman, Consuela, who was the one who wanted him destroyed for most of the movie, but when she's trying to figure out like what what causes a uh, a an erection to happen, yeah. and like they were they were tying it into like violence and stuff, and you could see that those were kind of the building blocks of their society that like that like sex and 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 procreation creates competition and violence. Yeah. And that's why Which they got rid of all that. Accurate. Yeah. And so she starts showing things like first she's showing like uh like the just the torso of a of a woman like rubbing her boobs and stuff and and does, nothing happens. Yeah, they're like no response. Yeah. And then so then they show on this screen like two women like mud wrestling in uh in nude in uh in slow motion. Nothing happens. It's hilarious because it's not like there's no camera on his on his dong, but but like you see her like look down. Yeah, they're all just like looking at his package and like, okay. <laughs> he's just standing that there. That didn't work. And then the screen goes blank and he's looking at her. And then again, you you don't see anything, but you see their their eyes and their their reactions, and it's just he's looking at her, and then he oh, he's getting a chub. And, and they don't even mention it. Like she looks down and she looks kind of like upset, and then the like the friend dudes behind he starts laughing. Yeah. So you're like, oh, he's got a boner for her. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so there was there was a lot of uh, a lot of reference to sexuality, you know, up, like like we've been saying with all with all with all this boner stuff. And but like one thing that I like, and all of a sudden I don't know if I'm just reading too much into it, but when he shows up in the vortex and there's that greenhouse, do you do, is it just me or did it look like it was like a couple of giant balls? That how that housed a, a a greenhouse inside of it, and it's like oh, life stemming from balls. That's that's interesting imagery. Well, and and I could have sworn that when he like he walks up and he like touches them, they moaned. Yeah. Like, uh. They didn't later on in the movie. They were just <laughs> things, but like there was like a moaning sound. Like he touches the first one, and it was like, uh. and then he touches the other one, it's like, uh. I'm like, wait, 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 are are these like moaning plants? What the fuck is going on? But then they never come back to that. So no. I have no idea if that was just a. A weird thing that whoever was doing sound decided to put in or what. But <laughs> and he he then starts exploring what what seems like a fairly modern building, like like a fairly modern home. Because oh yeah, this movie takes place in twenty two ninety three. Yes, so it is the the future. Um, so yeah, it is. But you were right. It is some sort of post apocalypse world. Woo! I did it. Um, and he goes into the. Oh shit! I guess we forgot to mention that as he's riding in the giant head, he shoots the uh, the narrator from the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, the dude that said he is Zardoz, and he 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 called himself Arthur Frayne at that point. Yeah, yeah, and he he shoots him, and dude falls out of the head. He go well then when he's bet when he's in the vortex, he goes in and sees like like kind of a lab with tons of notes and shit, and like evolutionary charts, and and it was the office of or the lab, I guess, of Arthur Frame. Yeah, it looked like it was decorated at Spencer's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just freaking ridiculous looking, but... It was like Greg Brady, like, a few years later. Yeah, had, like, a little Zardoz shrine, and he's all confused, and uh, then he finds a mill. I mean, it's just... He's wandering around, he gets captured, I guess you'd call it. Like it wasn't... Yeah, how did that happen? Why do I not remember this? Oh, yeah, they just sort of, like... Oh, that's right. He runs out to the water, and that's when May comes and finds him. Oh, and that's when he does the points the gun and yeah, yeah, gets takes the psychic damage, and she's like, "Yo, come with me." And he's just like, "Okay, cool." Yeah, like, yeah, like you've been murdering and pillaging for your entire life. You're just you're like, "All right, cool. I'll do whatever this lady says now." And it's it's probably about ten or fifteen minutes in where Sean Connery finally says something, and the first word out of his mouth is food. Yeah. It was food, meat, <laughs> meat. <laughs> Trying to figure out these hologram rings that they have. That, yeah, that hol- he tries to grab the hologram meat and it looks all disappointed. <laughs> they take him into a chamber where they're trying to, where they're like probing his memories, and he he to some degree he can resist them, and they're like, "Why well, no, He's blocking out his memories because they're they're trying to figure out what happened to Arthur Frayne and where he came from. Yeah, and just learn about the outlands, they call them. Like, so what yeah. the fuck's been going on out there? Yeah. Because I guess they don't really know. They just get orders of wheat from them occasionally because Arthur ships them back. And- yeah, the head comes and drops it off. Um, and that's that's when uh, when Consuela's introduced. And uh, I looked her up. Her name's Charlotte Trampling. She's still alive and working a lot. She works very consistently. Oh, really? Yeah. But holy crap, that woman is gorgeous. She is a pretty lady. Ooh, those eyes. Man. Um She's also very talented and and very good at tons of things. I'm sure. Just for whoever whoever's <laughs> going to get mad at me, like she's got more qualities than just being pretty. But Sorry. we don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they're like probing his brain and and pulling all the memories out and and like you know watching him murder a bunch of people and rape a lady. It looked like yeah, it was, that, it was definitely that rapey. was definitely rape. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then they then from there it cuts to like. Everybody watching it, and they're all like, "Oh, this is great! What fun entertainment watching him murder people!" Yeah, and and it's it's a giant room full of uh, very it, it's it's like the society is very um, non-binary, non-binary, but in a more effeminate way. Like they're all sort of wearing the same types of clothing, which at least in today's society you would consider female. Yeah, it's pre- it was pretty androgynous. Yeah. But yeah, they're in the, they're watching this little screen thing, and there's like there was like a dude in the background, like yeah, dancing behind dancing it for and some like reason, moving around. I'm like, and every, while everyone else is watching, I'm like, who the fuck is that guy, and what is he doing? Is he like, do, is it like a dance projector? Do you need to like <laughs> do interpretive dance to get this memory thing to work? I just saw it as like <laughs> th- this is this is a giant cast full of extras, and they're like, I'm gonna get that fucking screen time. 
Like, this is my moment to shine. People they didn't gonna, give me any direction. People are going to notice me. <laughs> and uh, that's when Friend is introduced, and he's he's very curious about uh, about Sean Connery's character. And and he uh, he just sort of, touched, like, at, at one point, he sort of, like, gives him a little backhand pat <laughs> on, the, on the face, to which Sean Connery, for whatever reason, licks his hand yep. directly after. <laughs> just licks it. <laughs> I have no idea why. <laughs> Like Zed would never, I, I would imagine he's never licked somebody's hand just out of curiosity. It was so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he and knows what a hand is. And friend looked pretty confused as well. Like, so I, I don't know if that was just Sean Connery ad living. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> or if that was in the script, but, uh, he's like, what is the, weird. what is the least James Bond thing I could do right now? <laughs> Lick this dude's hand. Yeah. And friend is kind of like a, uh, he's a bit of a, a not a rabble rouser, but he's, he definitely is dis. Uh, he's bored with everything. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he says that over and over. Again. He's done with this whole thing. He just wants to die. Like he, like at one point, he's talking to Zed about how you know you grow back or you get and you get older when you get punished. He's like, "Why don't you just kill yourself?" And he's like, "I have many times." Oh, I missed that line. Yeah, it's when he's pulling him on the little rickshaw thing, and so it's like, he, like this guy's fucking done, and so he is uh, one of the guys that ends up helping Zed to uh to fuck things up. <laughs> yeah um okay so from here it's the yeah it just seems like there's a lot of general like we should kill him no we should save him let's take it to a vote let's break bread let's blah 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 and a lot of just exposition yeah just a lot of like scenes that are there for no other reason than to explain what's going on yeah like when he's when he's running him around and, and he's handing bread out to the old be like these are the outcast or the exiles or whatever the fuck they called them the old yeah. people yeah like they don't agree so we age them really old and then they're seen out here's some you know here's the apathetics they uh, have some sort of disease and just stand there and you know and if yeah, you and get and here, oh this guy's on trial look at this so yep, he's gonna get aged now because that's what happens when you do bad things yeah just lots of exposition explaining things in the movie which is good because i had a lot of questions going in. <laughs> yeah but uh not the most fluid way to uh, build a universe. Yeah. Oh, and then we learn that uh, when she, when uh, May finishes her genetic analysis of him, that he is like a, a mutant, you know, super guy. Like he's stronger, better, faster, smarter than everyone there. Uh, he's not immortal though, so there's that. Yeah. But uh, apparently, since they're immortal, they have no idea how to kill anybody because they are bad at it. Yeah. They just kind of like slap people yeah they just paw and like, around and pile on top of them when they're trying to murder somebody it's like go get a knife man you cut that bread with something right yeah and like it's it like they they mentioned that he like his brutality is slowly infecting them like they because they, they're when he first shows up they are all very just serene yeah, and kumbaya like, kind of get yeah. along yeah like, like a like a cult commune or something yeah and um and boy they they turn violent pretty quickly around the uh halfway two-thirds mark yeah yeah because they start divided of what they should do with him and then you know like they're having dinner and the, that when they when they kill and or i guess when they age the friend dude because he doesn't want to go to the second state of meditation with them whatever the fuck that means you know it, it reminded me a lot of of later on when scanners would come around yeah or, wait is it scan? no brain scan wait which one is it the one with the with the with the head explosion. That's scanners. Isn't is it? that scanners? Yeah. Okay, I can't remember. I can't remember wh which which one was titled that. But yeah, yeah. with with Michael Ironside and yeah, yeah. Um, and I was half expecting for there to be some sort of head explosion, but I was like, I feel like if there was a head explosion, I might have seen it at some point, unless it just looked really terrible. I think the movie movie would have been improved with a head explosion. At that <laughs> yeah. point, to be I mean, it, again, like a lot of parts in this movie, it went on way too long. Yes. Yeah, that was a big problem. It's like a five-minute scene of a bunch of people standing there shaking their hands and saying stuff to a guy going, No! No! I won't do it! <laughs> yeah, this movie would have been a lot better if it were an hour long. Yeah. Instead of an hour and 46 minutes. Uh, and Friend getting, like, offed or aged or whatever the fuck he was was like the the catalyst for Zed to be like, all right, fuck this, I'm out. And that's when he kind of like runs off and, uh, you know, goes and pounds on the wall and signals his buddies. And yeah, his buddies are on the other side of the wall and you're like, oh shit, so... Yeah, they're waiting they to They somehow invade. know about this, like... Yeah. 
Um, he's got a plan. Yeah. And then you you have some flashbacks where you see that that during one of the raids, Zed had gone into a library and somebody had like flourished a book at him and it made him curious and he started to read and he started to read everything. And then that's how he discovered the Wizard of Oz book. And um, then it turns out that him getting into the head was like all a plot by his friends. Like that, that was the whole point that he was going to kill that wizard and then they were going to kill the fucking town. Yeah. Or whatever was on the other side. Like, I don't yeah. think they had any idea that there was a town, just that they were going to figure out what the truth was. Yeah. Take revenge on the guy. And, and fuck this up because this guy's been lying to them because they were, I, it all grew out of the fact that they were mad that he told them to stop killing people and start farming. Yeah. <laughs> like we <laughs> ate meat. We did not, we did not yeah, eat we're weed. We're not what fucking the- farmers. <laughs> 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 we just want to kill people and rape. What the fuck, God? Yeah, that's what we're supposed to be doing. This is bullshit. <laughs> he runs away forever. Yeah, he he does a lot of running. Like he runs, he runs to the old people, and they try and attack him because he should be dead, or or like. They're like, you can die, then we should kill you. <laughs> we want to die, and then and then he goes back to May, and she does stuff, and then. That's when Consuela sees him, and she's like, "That's it. We need to kill you." And like, rallies the troops to get rid of him. Yeah, because and... May starts to kiss him. Like, like she she finally gets all the information of what he's doing out of him, and then she feels for him, and she starts kissing him. They're under this sheet, and then Consuela. Yeah, that's that's when she loses her shit, and so they they form a mob. They start chasing him. He goes to the apathetics, and all of a sudden, one of them like touches his sweat on her finger and then licks, licks it and it. comes to life Yeah, and, and starts like sharing it with all the other ones. And then they all like start like one of them, like kisses him and like they start kissing each other. And then they basically just have an orgy. Like, I guess Sean Connery's sweat is enough to incite an orgy, which, you know, that's plausible. Yeah. Yeah. Give the man his due. <laughs> they, they, he was cast correctly. Like why? I don't know. <laughs> but he, he finally gets out of there and he's just getting chased for a while. And then they're like, I, I, I'm I'm nearly certain this was added in post. Like it's daytime, they're running around, he's hiding, and then it's just a hard cut to nighttime, and there's a bunch of old people chasing him. Yeah, no, like no, nothing tying the two together other than someone saying it's gonna be dark soon. Yeah, they threw in some ADRs. It's gonna be night soon. <laughs> All of a sudden, it is night, and there's fucking crazy old people like on him in like Halloween costumes and shit. Like one of them was dressed yeah. as Dracula. Like what the fuck is going? Yeah, on? a weird giant baby head mask. <laughs> it, like why? Yeah, it was. And they nuts. dress him up as a bride for some reason. Oh yeah, like, to get him through the crowd to get him to friend. It's just a mess. It's real. It, Actually, that's still part of the coherent part of the movie. Like, it's still a little long, but, like, you're able to follow the story at yeah. that point. I think it doesn't really fall apart until he gets the crystal. Yeah, they 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 all go into a cave or some shit together? Where were they at? No, they were in, the they were in like, Friends Statuary Shop thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, and then the, the uh, all the women who are there that have decided to, you know, take his side say, we're going to impart to you, like, all the knowledge, like, through touch. So then all of a sudden they need to get topless and start like rubbing themselves against him. And then they're teaching him French and music and shit. And yeah. We will. They said, I wrote it down. We will touch teach you and you will give us your seed. Yeah. Like, oh man. Yeah. And, and it, re- it reminded me of, of, uh, the promise that is the end of, uh, Highlander when, you know, you get the prize and it's ultimate knowledge. I was like, yeah. oh yeah, look at him. He's, he's getting the prize several years early. That is really when it takes a turn for the bonkers. It just, it, it, it becomes a visual drug addled mess. You start learning about the crystal. Uh, all of a sudden he's wearing different clothes. And I thought he did like a time jump from something that they said, you know, like, like you'll, you know, you'll be, I think they said jumps in logic. I can't remember. Yeah. And then he jumped. Yeah. Then he sees the fucking uh, Zardoz dude, the Arthur guy. But he's back and he's got his paint. He's got his drawn on mustache again. And he's doing like magic tricks for some fucking reason. I guess he said he was a magician. So he had to do magic tricks. My guess is he was a buddy of someone who was making the movie and was like, hey, can I get in the movie? And they're like, sure. He's like, can I do some magic tricks in the movie? And they're like, uh, and he's like, come on, please. I should I should look up his name. I wonder if it's like Dave Borman. It's just John <laughs> yeah, Borman's yeah. brother. Magician for hire. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he talks to him for a little bit. And I mean, and. He gets the crystal. It's just everything is really confusing as far as what the fuck happens at that point. 
Well, yeah, and and you find out at that point that the Arthur Frame character was the one who showed him books in the first place, and and that it was you know it it was originally his idea to uh, to do the Wizard of Oz thing, but then he also showed him the Wizard of Oz book, so maybe he would find out and come and kill them. Like it sounded like he was the architect of the downfall of this giant convoluted mess. Yeah, seems like he could have just like turned off the shields and been like. Zardoz says kill them. Yeah, no <laughs> like, shit. Done. <laughs> well, because at the end of the movie, too, like when he's walking around, he's like, yes, well, I've been, I selectively breeded you for years. Yeah. Saying like that he'd like selectively breeded the mutations that Zed had. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> but yeah, then, then he runs through the mirror maze forever. I mean, that Way had to have been like long. eight minutes long yeah. of him just running around a, a maze with mirrors and people's faces floating around yeah and it was it was mostly the three main characters doing like like weird swirly interpretive dance but it was like all on their heads you could tell in a couple of the turns that they were wearing like they were just wearing black and it was shot on a black background yeah like like you could see like their shoulder pass in front of their face and shit yeah like almost all of my notes from this point of the movie on have question marks next to them (laughs) it's like what the fuck is happening and i think that's what we were saying the entire time too God, and then like he's sitting there like staring at this orb that Arthur gave him. Oh yeah, that, like like you look into the orb. What do you see? And he's just, like sitting at a desk, staring at it. Now he was like in somewhere else, and Consuela comes up behind him with a knife, and he's like, like it was like what? He said something like, "What do you see?" In the and he says, "Consuela," and she's just like, "She's like you can't kill me." And then like all of a sudden, she's like, "No, I can't kill you. I love you." And uh, like is totally on his side and like gives him her ring and like goes out and he's like, he's not here, guys. And it's all in a one or two. Like like yeah. that that was absolutely planned. And it was so jarring that that she did a complete 180 in about four seconds. Like she had been leading that mob and she and she went to stab him in the back and just fucking just like, never mind. Yeah. I love you. Like, like, I mean, maybe that orb's supposed to have some sort of psychic power over the crystal that's in their foreheads. By the way, there's a crystal in their foreheads. Yeah. I think I said that already a while back. It's so weakly linked and explained that, uh, uh I don't know. It's just, well, yeah, cause why? Bo- both with the, in, in, you know, like a 10 minute span, there was like, he gets the giant crystal that controls everything. And it's like, look into the crystal and you'll be able to whatever. And then after he gets that orb, it's like, look into the orb and you'll be able to whatever. And you're like, wait, what's going on? Like, which one is which? And they call it a crystal orb at some point, too. And it's like, what the fuck is happening like, right Are these now? both the same? Are yeah. they different? I, I, ugh, I have no <laughs> clue. And uh, and then the crystal starts talking to him. Yeah. You know, because, well, I guess, like, through the whole thing, everyone's been talking to their ring. Mm-hmm. Like, they have these little rings and they're like, hey, ring, what's the weather going to be like today? Yeah, it's like Siri. Yeah. And so he's like, yo... Where's the, uh, what do you call the tabernacle where yeah. everyone gets rebirthed? He's like, like, where's the tabernacle? Like, I can't tell you that shit. And he's like, uh, so, uh, who are you? And he's like, I can't tell you that shit. And he's like, uh, are you this crystal? And he's like, fuck, you got me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's when he gets sucked into it. It's like, it's just at the whole movie falls apart at that point. Like it had, it had something going for it Yeah, for a little bit. I mean, it was still not super well done, but like it had an interesting concept yeah. They just had no idea how to wrap that up in a meaningful way. Yeah, up until the the complete mind fuckery of the end, I I would not I would not have hated this movie at all. I mean, I don't know if I hate it, but I'm certainly never going to go watch it again. No. No, yeah, I don't need to see it again. It had a lot of boobs. Yeah. If that's your thing, like uh I mean, I like boobs, but uh I don't know if I need to watch this movie for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In, in a, <laughs> you know, if, if I, if I was like 10 years old back, you know, in the AOL days when you had oh, to yeah. wait for like 20 minutes for, for a pair of boobs to show up, I, uh, I really would have watched this movie. I wouldn't have understood it, but I would have been like, Hey, boobs. Oh, hey, look, more boobs. Hey, they killed some people. Yeah. Boobs and death and boobs and death and <laughs> boobs and death. <laughs> <laughs> and and hey there's something for the ladies too if you want to see sean connery run around for an hour and a half in, in his underpants yeah some little little red undies there you go there's I, a lot of dudes running around in their underpants yeah and then that's a man's man he's got that that friggin' sean connery chest rug yeah yeah i do not have that no no he's, yeah he definitely uh He's a, a properly furred gentleman. <laughs> yeah, Angelina was giving me crap last night saying I don't have chest hair. 
And we we were all hanging out with my family. I was like, "What? I got chest hair?" And I'm like, "Like, look!" But do she, I need to count them for you? <laughs> she she her idea of chest hair is something like a Sean Connery or or an Austin Powers or something. I'm like, "That's that's extreme chest hair." She is Italian. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I I mean, and he's got the chest hair, but no back, not, you know, not a lot of back hair. So there, you know, there's the fine line there. Yeah. Sometimes it grows everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he's and he's got such a big chest. Yeah, like, dude. he's got a lot of scenes of him laying down, and he just, he's just got this big fucking barrel chest. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, Sean Connery, what a specimen. But yeah, it is. Uh, it's a movie. It sure is. <laughs> it was. It's four bucks on YouTube. Is where I ran it. It looked like it was four bucks in a lot of places. And uh, what do you think, John? Would you recommend this movie to somebody? Weirdly enough, yes. Yeah. I think I think if you're if you watch the trailer and you look in, you know, it seems interesting. If you hear our synopsis of of this, I mean, there it's going to take a lot of the surprise out of it, but I think as long as you don't mind trippy fucking weird movies, this 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 isn't terrible at all. You know, like it was I'm I'm I don't regret watching it. Yeah, I think I agree. I think if you if you take it for what it is, and you go into it kind of semi-expecting that this may be just a weird kind of 70s artsy movie, that that there was probably some drugs involved in its production, <laughs> or at, at, at the very least, it's writing. I don't know, man. You, I, I doubt the writers wrote the fucking, the shit that we see. Like, they're probably like, mirror maze. <laughs> and he's yeah, like, right? okay, let's do something fucking weird. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as long as you go into it, that, like, I got a lot of really good laughs out of it and, and enjoyed a good portion of the movie because of some of the ridiculous shit that was in it. Like when he licks dude's hand, it's <laughs> just like, wait, what the yeah, fuck? And you, you were looking down, making a note yeah. when that happened. And, I, and that, that was the one time where we had to stop and rewind. I was like, no, you have to see this. Holy fucking shit. It was so casual. He just kind of like leans down and bleh, licks yeah. his hand out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> but it's got plenty of stuff like that in there where you're just like, you know, it's so bad. It's funny. Yeah. And uh, and it's Sean Connery. So like this is part of his catalog. Mm-hmm. And uh, he didn't do a bad job in the movie. I mean, I think he acted the part that he was supposed to act well. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just a weird fucking part. <laughs> yes. Actually, on the whole, with the exception of the Zardoz dude, who I I did not really like his acting, I, his presentation. He was, he was terrible. Uh, most of the other acting wasn't terrible. Yeah, I mean, May and Consuelo were good. Friend was was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he had some weak spots, but uh, yeah, on the whole, the acting wasn't bad. the The cinematography wasn't bad. Like, it's got some cool shots in it. Uh, the concept was interesting enough. Like, it could have been cool. Um, I think they did a little bit much on like the overlays that were confusing. Yeah, like the water overlay the first time May shows up. Yeah, you're like he's looking up, like straight ahead, and she's walking up. Why is there the uh, like a like a transparent overlay of water? They're like looking at each other while walking down the beach, and when you look at her, there's water in between. Yeah, uh, like it's supposed to be a reflection, but he's not looking in the water. Yeah. And it's not behaving like a reflection. No. And just a lot of like projected stuff over the top of people. Cause, uh, maybe that was new and cool. Yeah. I mean, Unsworth was, uh, was experimenting. Yeah. They would later go on to create, uh, you know, new camera rigs for front projection and for green screen, uh, on Superman. So, I mean, I guess it was a necessary step, but, uh, it's neither new nor cool now. Yeah. So you have to deal with that. But, but I think by and large, it's worth a watch. Like, if you've got some time and you're interested in seeing one of the stranger things that uh, Sean Connery has done, uh, it's a, it's an hour and 45 minutes. It probably should have been 45 minutes. Yeah. It would have been better. But, uh, but yeah, if you got nothing to do, if it's rainy out and, uh, you know, you're sitting around wondering what you should watch, yeah, sure. Give Zardoz a shot. Yeah. Freak yourself out for a minute. Now, I have this question for you. Zardoz as as a plot, not not the way the script is written, but maybe rewritten. Do you think that movie could be done today and done well? Yeah, I think you'd have to. Yeah, you'd have to make some adjustments. Um, I mean, you know, you get the right people, you could do pretty much anything well potentially. But uh, it had a solid core concept. One thing we didn't touch on, like the it, when it did the exposition about how like the little commune thing got formed, it was like, hey, when the the apocalypse came 
you know, the rich folk, essentially, the people with means kind of clustered together and was like, oh, fuck, we don't have that much resources. Let's put a bubble up. And like they had a big clear bubble up over the thing. And they like all the poor, you know, apocalypse bedraggled folks were like standing on the outside, pounding on it and like dying in front of them. And like we had to callous ourselves against you know them. They don't even see the people out there as humans anymore. Yeah, I'm glad we we didn't uh, end this show without without bringing that up. Yeah, because that, that's how the whole vortex was formed and how the whole thing was created. And then they wiped the minds of the scientists so they wouldn't remember how to how, how to, to destroy it. Yeah, yeah. And those were the old people. Those were the original people who started the commune. Yeah, and possibly May. Yeah. Like he said, May, you know, like like the old guy said, you know, like, talk to May or whatever. Oh, and then they went and talked to her. Yeah. So she might have, who the fuck knows? Yeah. It was all, they also said at some point that uh, the tabernacle was a spaceship and they went to space and it was a dead end. Yeah. They just sort of threw that away real quick. Uh, I don't know how that jives with the whole apocalypse thing. Was that before the apocalypse? Was that after? Like, I don't know. Yeah. There's if, a little bit of confused writing here. If I, if I cared enough which i do not i it would be interesting to go back and to see like as the story progresses if everything fits into you know what we know at the end we said the tabernacle is a spaceship and then i think the tabernacle turned out to be a crystal I'm not sure how a crystal is a spaceship but uh but whatever <laughs> but in any case i like the concept of you know an apocalypse and some folks figure out how to live forever um, because they said they needed to live forever for space travel. You know, they needed to extend their lives so they could travel through space and be fine. Um, but that part aside, if you just do the, there's an apocalypse and some folks cloister themselves off from the rest of the world and, uh, figure out how to live forever and kind of make their own utopian society. And then the, the turmoil of the outside wanting to break in after they've been manipulated and, um, you know, some inner turmoil in the commune 400 years later when people just, you know, some of them just want to be done with life. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's a pretty strong core concept. I think you could, you know, a good writer and director could craft a good movie around that. Yeah, like with all of the resurrected old properties, like, I mean, I don't need to see them like rehash Rocky. You know, like if, if they decided to start Rocky with a new actor from the beginning, I wouldn't need to see something like that. I've seen it and it was done great. But a movie like Zardoz, which was not done great and is a really interesting concept, like, I wouldn't mind if they meet, remade Zardoz. Yeah, if they're going to go grave digging, dig up, you know, stories that had a good core concept or, you know, or, or a good theme or a good message, you know, some good bones that were just poorly executed. Yeah, do and, it well. And remake that because you know, there's no point in going out and remaking a really good movie because the, the best case scenario, you're going to be as good as the movie. And that's usually not the case. Yeah. Usually well, it's going to be worse. Yeah. Coming and, next year, Godfather, part one. Are they really? No. Oh, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's a weird movie. Yeah. You ready for a one-word review, John? Do you got one queued up? I do not. Um, that, <laughs> that's something that's uh, that's a bit difficult to do when you're not planning an episode ahead at all. That uh, So, I mean, I'm sure I can come up with one on the fly. Yeah, okay, here we go. It's going to have a hyphen in it. But uh, I'm going to call it Ball Trippy. I thought you were going to say, like, Acid Trippy. <laughs> but Ball Trippy makes sense. Yeah, because you feel like you're tripping balls, and then there's also a lot of sexual overtones in this. Or, or male, yeah. a, a bunch of reproductive overtones in it. So I think Ball Trippy is, uh, is appropriate. You know, and, and I guess my reasoning for that is everything you just heard me say. It was weird. Yeah, the sexual overtones were confusing. I mean, I guess they kind of made sense a little bit in, but like at the beginning when it says guns are good, the penis is evil, like man should be wiped from the earth. You know, the penis spreads its seed, the gun spreads hot metal to kill people or whatever. Yeah. yeah it's fucking... So I was like, okay, they just want the world to be destroyed. Got it. And then uh, and then he shows him like raping the lady. For, like I took her for Zardoz. And I'm like, okay, well, why would you do that if penises are bad and that's your religion? Yeah. And then later on, he, like, he says something about, like, only the chosen ones can breed. And you're like, oh, okay. Because he was breeding them. Yeah. Got it. Uh, but, it, the, you know, it had s some weird sexual messages that were just very confusing. Like, I didn't get them yeah. for a while. And, uh, yeah, then boner class. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the movie. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, because they had like they like all of a sudden you just switch to this scene where they're in that room again, um, where everyone's gathered around. There's like a screen that just has like a it's it's a black screen, but it has like a white like sketched out like cock and balls. Yeah, and then it has like like a little like three frame like animation of it like rising up into a boner. Yeah, it's just like for years. Did not know how the penis went from this to this. And it yeah. like changed to a, an erect penis. She's like, I mean, we understood the physiology, but we didn't understand why. Maybe. Yeah. They're, they're like saying it was motivated by violence or something. They were trying to figure out how, how it happened. I think we know why we get boners. <laughs> <laughs> um, what so about you? For me, I went with, or I am going with right now, disoriented. Okay. Because this movie, it kind of, it's it's like a senile old person like they kind of have an idea they know what they're doing and then you know you find them walking on the side of the freeway in their robe and slippers and uh they're not really (laughs) sure what the fuck's going on and you're not sure how you got there or how they got there but uh something must have made sense before this yeah yeah it doesn't make any sense anymore (laughs) like i said i think they had a good concept that uh you know someone was like this is this is awesome let's write a movie around this and they you know they got part way through and it kind of made sense and then they were like what do we do now? And Acid. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I'm kind of blocked up. What, what can I do to, to get through this writer's block? And they're like, well, we've got some acid and some cocaine. Like, okay, let's give that a shot. Script's done. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe <laughs> when they were making the movie, they they were like, okay, this is a really cool concept that we're super stoked about. And then maybe they were watching the dailies. And, you know, they they you look at the set and it's really not that spectacular. You know, like, like no. even though it's in the future, like there's nothing futuristic, there's no spires or anything. It's, you're just, you're on kind of an old plot of land in Ireland. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like just like an old Irish or British village. Yeah. Yeah. Stone buildings, you know, just very normal. And then maybe they're like, oh shit, like we have to spice this up. If, if we're going to sell this concept as a, you know, like a sci-fi post-apocalyptic future thing, then. You know, we need something. So like, all right, let's just, hey, Jeff, let's do some very interesting visuals here. Yeah, let's do some testicle bubbles over here. And then uh, up by the tower there, we'll put a bunch of bubbles that look like penises. Yeah. And then let's let's just fucking make everything made of mirrors and make people pretend to disappear as they walk behind a, uh, a mirrored pyramid. This <laughs> is Sean Connery's little... <laughs> his little fall into like, there. Like he's falling into it, his... his hilarious it's it's in the trailer you can see that that cut in there uh and, well and then i think they just threw some boobs in they're like you know this is a little slow we might lose some people let's just not have her not have a shirt on for this scene yeah for no reason whatsoever yeah and let's just make sure all these shirts are barely covering boobs so when action happens if a boob pops out you know then cool like that that's what it seemed like in one of the scenes with consuela when when, when he sort of like like just sort of grabbed at her or something she moved and like her shirt just came up over yeah. it and you're like oh I, that that couldn't have been planned well yeah, it could have but because they're all wearing like it's like a shirt it's like a long shirt that's open with like just a little strip in front of the boobs like yeah that's just kind of connects there yeah they're like like yeah like kind of halter top yeah things. like like, like a sports it. bra yeah but not so tight yeah except yeah very easy to move yeah <laughs> a 70s sports bra but yeah it was uh it's just kind of a a uh, you know, a mess, especially at the end. And uh, it's been a while since I watched a movie where I asked myself, what the fuck is going on as many times as I did in this <laughs> it's movie. It's true. And, and at some point during the movie, like I had to ask the question, like imagine watching this movie on drugs. Or maybe it would make more sense. I don't know. I like I maybe I, my brain would fill in some of the gaps. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. See, yeah, like I, I could I could just as easily see myself getting very scared. Uh, over how confused I was. I could see you also getting scared. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, thank you folks for climbing in this giant stone head and, uh, and traveling to uh, Vortex 4 with us. If you want to let us know how we did today, um, good or bad or ugly, you can drop us a line at email at geeksplorationpodcast.com. Find us on the social medias, Facebook, Geeksploration, the podcast page, Instagram, Geeksploration Podcast, and Twitter at Geeksplore Pod, or give us a call. Uh, leave us a voicemail at 916-ORC-TURD. That is O-R-C-T-U-R-D, like the turd of an orc. And if you enjoyed today's show, go on to uh, Apple Podcasts or Podchaser and uh, just shout at your computer, 
Praise be to Zardoz five times. And uh, I'm pretty sure that'll count as a positive review for us. <laughs> uh, we've got uh, swag available at shop.keexplorationpodcast.com. Our Kickstarter is still ongoing. Uh, SpaceOdditiesComic.com. You can find out some stuff there, and it's got a link to the Kickstarter, or you can just go straight to Kickstarter and search for Space Oddities. Uh, it's good. I like it. You should too. Our theme music, as always, is uh, Cruising for Goblins by the incomparable Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. And remember, many hanged men died with erections. <laughs>